It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. Hello! And welcome back to another edition of Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. We are not in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We're in the fucking frozen tundra of Pennsylvania. I am the host, Mark Martinez. I didn't even say the mark. But nonetheless, oh. he's the co-host, Sir Michael Jenks. Jenksies, how you is? Oh, it is. We're not in North Kakalaki right now. I, I could have been sadly mistaken. Right. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was, uh, though. Uh, probably be a lot less snowier down there than it is now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so are you missing out that you missed Wrestle K? Because that was this past weekend, was it not? Uh, yeah, it's still going on, actually, today. Yeah. Um, am I, yep. I'm sad that I'm not down there meeting people. But I, I found this little twist in everything. It's called the Title Match Network. Oh. I've I've watched every event. I mean, every event for only nine ninety nine, and that's for the whole month, not per episode, not per show. Plus, you get this, all this other stuff. Like, I'm excited to watch next week is Mission Pro Wrestling that Thunder Rosa owns. They have a yeah. show. Yeah. So oh, all of this nice. is live. Oh, very nice. I am missing that I don't get to hang out with Chelsea or some of my other homegirls like that. I mean, my cousins down there had a great match. But I don't want to ruin anything from WrestleCade 1 because I know you're going to watch it as well. And there's some others that I know that are going to be watching it on the Title Match Network because I've pumped them up. I think they should be a sponsor now. I really do. (laughs) He's done a lot to bring up the brand the last two weeks. Right. We can make this happen. We need to make it happen. Who do we got to talk to? Uh, Probably Thunder Rosa. She's (laughs) she's kind of involved in the title match network, I think, pretty much. Hardcore. Okay. All right, we'll get Thunder on the line here. Let's do it. You got to get going. I bet you Bailey has Thunder Rosa's number. She might. Yeah. Uh, She's been making a lot of Thunder noises over here. Uh, Good but, transition. Great yeah, story that I wanted yeah. to tell. <laughs> I try to work on my segues enough to help smooth the show a little bit. Help, R- it, help it flow better. So this morning, the dogs woke us up at the crack of dawn because, well, only one dog, Max. Uh, as everybody knows, he, he has some fleas. We we eliminated those, but like 7.30 this morning, I'm like, dude, what is wrong? So we have this hotspot stuff, and we've been doing this, and this has been going on for a couple of days. Kelly's like, I'm going. I'm going wherever to pay, you know, $10,000 to get this oatmeal soap. Of course, no place in Rageway has it. So she runs 10 miles <laughs> across the street, you know, to our closest Walmart, and they have it. She gets five miles away, and it just starts hailing and icing, and uh, she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to deal with this dog, but I'll, I'll trudge through. Okay, she gets over there, da-da-da-da-da. It takes her an hour to come back 10 oh miles God. because people uh. are stupid. They don't know how to drive. Yes, it's a little bit icy. My wife knows how to drive on the roads. You know, she's got the vehicle, da da da, da. She's like, people are just stupid. But she does get home, though, and she's like, we're ordering pizza tonight. I'm not leaving the house the rest of the day. I'm like, 
twist my arm. No, but, <laughs> but that's what we're having down here right now. Unbelievable crap weather. Oh, my God. Up here in uh, Parts Unknown, it's not too bad. Um, it's, it's snow-covered, but it's not icy. So I haven't left my humble abode yet this morning, so I have no idea what people are acting like. Idiots. Out on the roads. Yeah, I'm sure they idiots. Idiots. Uh, but they were they were actually pretty good uh, last night when I was made a quick run out. So I'm hoping it's still the same, but we shall see. Uh, I have to go a little bit inland today. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But I think it should be fine overall. Big plans for the day? Uh, not really. No. Just doing, Just hanging out and all that. Nothing too crazy. Going to the beer store up by the old Mill Creek Mall. I that was my <sighs> favorite beer store. Parts unknown, by the way. The one by the mall. Which one's that, Mark? I don't well, know if I know that one. Uh, me and Jesse would always frequent <laughs> there. Uh, the the six pack shop or something like that was called. It was. Oh, in, okay. Is oh, it still there? Okay. I mean, this is ten years ago. So there was one that there's one a little bit further up the road called Discount Beer, which is still there. They took out the one near the mall. It was uh, right, right next to Golf Pro Shop or whatever. Yeah, they took that one out. Yeah. So they, I think they moved. I want to say actually up Peachtree. That's the discount beer now. It's a six pack shop. I'd go there. Um, yeah, I've gone there, but there's one actually like less than maybe a mile from my house. Um, actually, it's about not even a half a mile. And it's called Backdoor Beer, which is basically it's literally in the back door of a shopping plaza. Uh, and they have every beer you could think of that we can get in the parts unknown. They shove in this little closet area space. So if you're claustrophobic, you can't go in there because it's just wall to wall ceiling, floor to ceiling of beer. Barely navigate the halls, but it has a lot of great selection and a lot of good beer on it. So I usually end up going there. So the first weekend in February, that's where we're going to be going. Yeah, we're going to go into that little hole in the wall. Nice. Nice. Because, <laughs> uh, News to everybody, there will be an on-location um, podcast the beginning of February from Parts Unknown. I'll bring all my stuff up there in, uh, because I'm getting Jenks to go to a wrestling show. We're not revealing yeah. it yet. And maybe we can get uh, some of the other dorks from the 40-year-old. The 40-year-old? The yeah, the 40-year-old dance. Yeah, yeah, we're all 40 years old now. Yeah, 40. We, we failed. Your other goal. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, the other the other podcast I moonlight on. Yeah, uh, maybe we can get one or two of them coming up. I hope not one, but the other one would be Paul would be nice. I'm kidding. It, I, it would be. I I want to see Mushi at an indie show. Yeah, I feel like that would be hilarious. After his predictions of or for AEW full gear, I think it'd be interesting to see him at an indie show. But and, and then the backdoor beer. I'm all and about then the backdoor beer. Yeah, because you owe me, yes. and then I owe you, and then. <laughs> Maybe we'll I, do, I do owe you a I do owe you a six pack here, unfortunately. I know Damn. it'll be brought up until. Damn Huskus pig! But anyways, <laughs> right? So your Thanksgiving was good as well. Thanksgiving was good. Uh, turkey trotted, so we did a turkey trot five k up here in parts unknown. Uh, it's actually going to be Cody's update episode tomorrow. The main talking point. I uh, did that and then had a potluck style dinner with the family on thanksgiving so made nice. a couple dishes for that and it turned out pretty well it's a nice little thanksgiving Rel- relax yeah mine was relaxed well 
I, I had to work, so I worked a little bit in the morning because garbage men only get Christmas off. And the cool thing is Christmas is on a Saturday this year. So I essentially, oh, yeah. I mean, I get paid holidays, but I essentially, if you look at it, I don't get a holiday off this year because no. Christmas lands on a Saturday. So it's just a normal yeah. day for me if you're looking at it work-wise, right? Fair but enough. No, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Um <laughs> Uh, so we worked a little bit. I came home, took a power nap before I went up to uh, the in-laws, and we uh, plowed down turkey. We brought a lot of turkey home, and we watched the lions be the lions, Yeah. and I took a nap. I never watched the <laughs> 4 or 8 o'clock game. I don't understand why, either because, well, last year I was COVID, and I drank a lot, mm-hmm. and this year it was just like I knew I had to go to work the next day, and I was stuffed, so I'm like, eh. I didn't care about the other games. I always watch the Lions, no matter how bad they are, in hopes that they will get a win on Thanksgiving. I thought they were going to get one. I was rooting for them, and then they blew it. And I'm like, come on. It's the only day I'm a Lions fan. The only day. Unless, of course, they're playing the Steelers, and Jerome Bettis calls heads and it was tails, or you know something like that. (laughs) And I'm sure you root for the Lions unless they're playing Tampa, right? Uh, yeah, I prove for the Lions all the time if, if they're not playing Tampa. Uh, I just want them to get that win. I think I kind of like their coach, but that's a different story for a different time. So, yeah, I was ecstatic that the Cowboys lost. So the, that yes. was I took that as a win, and I was good. And the Saints lost too. So it was a good it was a good Thanksgiving for me. It was a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, I mean this weekend has been great. I could even get into college football watching Ohio State lose, Oklahoma lose. How I was about, a happy little camper. How about Pitt going for the ACC title? I, of course, that's exactly where I was going. Pitt going for the ACC title next week against Wake Forest. I completely called that game at the beginning of the season that that would be the ACC title game. Not at all. That was This is completely out of left field for me. I'm a homer. I'm a homer, yeah. so you know where I'm going. What do you think? Do you think Pitt has a chance against Wake Forest? I would. I, I think they do. And all honestly, I'm rooting for Pitt. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't root for Pitt outright on any other given day, but I like the story and I like that they're finally in the ACC title game playing for it. This is their first 10 win game, 10 win season since like 81. And they went undefeated on the road. So both of their losses were at home. One against Western Michigan. Let's swallow that. And then the other one against Miami, but right. that's they always play tough against Miami. Even though Miami's a little bit down this year, that's just one of their games. Um, yeah. The Western Michigan one is the one that <clears throat> that hurts. Yeah, but see, <laughs> Max was even pissed about it. Way upstairs in the tub. Well, they are an offensive juggernaut. We established that when they played Pitt. Yeah, so that's where it goes. <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, my team, I mean, Oregon won, so they're going to play in the Pac-12 title game to get destroyed by Utah, so that'll be fun. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. I was pulling for Auburn. I really was. Yeah, I, I was hoping Auburn would win that. We couldn't get that lucky. No. So, uh, but, hey, that's fine. I'm good with Ohio State, although I could see them putting Ohio State in the playoff and put booting Cincinnati. Even though Ohio State's not in the Big Ten title game. Yeah. 
I could, I could see, see it, it too. happening, and I would be pissed. Hate it. I'm a Big oh, yeah. Ten fan. I really am a Big Ten fan. Yeah. There's a lot of teams I like there, but uh, Cincinnati just doesn't get any love, and that's no. really it. But I think that's it for all of those non-power conference schools. Yeah. You're not going to get any love because you're such a small conference. And that's that's unfortunate. I think Cincinnati is one of the best teams in the nation. And they've beaten they beat Notre Dame, who's, what, six now? Yeah. Five or six, something like that. So they've proven they can beat one of the bigger players in this thing. But I just see them screwing them over a little bit. That was I could the, see it happening. That was the bowl prediction I saw. I looked at some of them earlier this week. I saw that Pitt and Notre Dame are going to play in the Peach Bowl. Okay. I mean, this was clearly before everything happened this week and everything, but they said right. Pitt and Notre Dame again. I'm like, oh, that was a kind of a little hard pill to swallow. I hope I would love to see you know Pitt in a bigger bowl instead of the Can Crusher toilet bowl or you know <laughs> something like that. But maybe we should try to get a bowl next year between all you- of us. I think it could happen. It seems like we must be going for a very cheap price to get a bowl made. And maybe so maybe like we get a bowl where right they're now. just 500. They don't even have to qualify for a bowl. We'll take a 500 against 500 team. You know what? I would even be fine with taking the two teams that are the worst in the nation and letting them play. Really? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's do it. Bottom of the barrel bowl, whatever you want to call it, just... Let the two worst teams play and uh, see who comes out on top and who's the worst team in the nation. And then one five-star athlete's got to go to the bottom of the barrel winner bowl. Yeah. The lowest-ranked five-star athlete has to go to – I don't even know who's bad right now. They're all bad. But let's just say – I don't know. I don't want to throw anybody out there. But, boom, you have to get a five-star athlete. Uh, I think I agree with that. Yes. And it would be – and is it by wheel, or do they get to, like just draft one? What do you think? By wheel. By yeah. wheel. The, yeah, spin the wheel, make the deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're looking. I believe Akron's one of the worst teams out there. The Rubber Ducks? Uh, oh no! Oh. oh yeah, yeah, definitely the Rubber Ducks. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's transition <laughs> over to some horrible wrestling because that's what it was. <sighs> Overall, Jenks, what did you think of the week? And we're starting from last Sunday's Survivor Series until Friday night's end of Dynamite. Because I'm not looping WrestleCade into this. Because if you... Hi, Max. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he's not taking a bath right now. Um, okay. Because WrestleCade's on its own different story. The, the, it's, right. it's an indie... It's a super indie show that is amazing. So, uh, I, we won't even cover it. And you didn't watch it, so... From right. Sunday to Friday, what did you think overall of wrestling? Uh, overall, I thought it was, you know, a standard week for it. I think there's definitely some highlights that we'll get into if we go show by show here. But I think overall, it was, like you said, it was a mixed bag. It was a holiday week. So they were really just delivering more, I think, more fun. Exactly. Founded, instead of, you know, like story-driven ones. So I, I think that's where we were at this week. Yeah, I agree. So last Sunday was Survivor Series, and if you listen to our pre-show, our preview show, our prediction show, whatever you want to call it, Jinx and I weren't too high on it, and I think we hit the nail on the head. I I really do. 
I said there's going to be spots that we'll remember, but we won't remember the card overall. Um, and I was disappointed, Jenks, that the pre-show had Shinsuke Nakamura and Damian Priest on it. Two of your bigger people, Priest, you're pushing out the ass right now, and then the match ends stupidly. Because your yeah. stupid boy, Rick Boogs, just kept playing the guitar. Why couldn't Priest just beat Shinsuke and call it a day? I don't know. And I I feel like they didn't want to put one over the other. It was just, it made no sense. But then they did the disqualification finish, which was just awful. I think this did more to disservice Damian Priest than it actually did anything to protect both performers if they're even going down that route. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, exactly. That's what I thought because – so you're telling me whatever's going on outside the ring, that's going to get Damian Priest's attention? Like, he's a professional. If you're diving into this whole storyline <clears> – <throat> coffee. If you're diving into this whole storyline and you look at the storyline for this match – it was a distraction on the outside. So anybody facing Damian Priest as of right now should have a manager and fuck up his business, and then he's going to get mad and possibly lose the match. Exactly. It's it's like they were they kind of scratched the bottom of the barrel. Apparently, bottom of the barrel is the phrase of the show this week. But <laughs> they scratched the bottom of the barrel of how can we piss off Damian Priest. So that he gets mad because I think that's how he's been booked the past month or so is he just gets angry at by the end of the match and he just turns into a different beast, which is fine if you're leading up to something. But I get they're trying to maybe establish a mean streak, but this was just a dumb way to do it. It just makes him look like an angry, dumb person just trying to go after it after something that has no bearing in the match whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So that's my thoughts on that one. Um, yeah. At the end of the pre-show, Jenks, I thought, oh my God, what Jenks predicted is going to happen. Vince McMahon's there. Yeah. Vince McMahon's there. And then when he yeah. went back in, I thought he was going to help Steph out. I'm like, oh my God, what does Jenks know? What does he know? <laughs> oh, and then he's got this stupid egg. And I'm like, <laughs> Wait, where is this coming from? What? the hell because i did not watch the new rock movie yet i planned on it this yeah. week but i did not so i didn't know what the hell this was all about and i'm like is the little gobbledygooker gonna hatch out of this or something <laughs> i didn't have an idea yeah i the fabergé egg i i could not believe this i read because it everything tied in for survivor series it felt like one big promo to oh. rock's new movie oh and I'm like, there. what is going, was he supposed to be here? Because it was Rock 25. They had been building it up all over the month. I did dig into it a little bit, and he was scheduled to be in there until about late summer. And they found out the scheduling conflict was going to put him, would not allow him to show up. So they essentially just sat on the idea and said, well, we got to promote it anyway, so we're going to do this and that. So let's just sit on the pay-per-view and not do a damn thing with it. And then they bring out this egg, and I'm like, what? So and you, it carried into Monday night. And you know late summer that Rock's not coming. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm all right with you promoting the, the movie and stuff right. like that. That happens. Cool. We yeah. get that. Uh, do we need – because the whole Rock 25 thing 
took over the show. You thought at the end, Rock was at least going to make a video appearance saying, hey, Roman, I'm going to beat your ass and leave. Not saying win at least or at least saying, hey, man, thanks for supporting me for 25 years or something. Yeah. Why couldn't you get a video of The Rock as we're skipping all over? Who cares now? Why couldn't right. you get a video of The Rock after literally three hours of promos no. of The Rock? Yeah. You can't tell me that video, that his filming schedule was that busy. You couldn't at least get the video. If they knew it back in summertime, then plan for something different. I guess you could say it's sour grapes because I love Survivor Series and I gave my rant on it last week or the week before. And the but, week before. <laughs> and the week before that. But what I'm saying is, why not just change course? That's great. Promote the movie. I'm fine with that. Promote Rock 25 if you want. That's great, too. But have a payoff. It just feels like we're having low-hanging fruit out here. And especially with the December pay-per-view canceled, what, what is the payoff? Are we just... Oh, we honored The Rock, but he's not going to show up, so great. I, I guess I'm just confused why they continue down the path that they continue down with what they're doing. Yeah. And then overall the well the egg gets stolen Monday night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. And we'll get there. Um so the show starts off with Becky against Charlotte. And and Jenks, I have paused the the baseball game because I didn't go hunting, I played baseball. I started okay. I started the season with the St. Louis Cardinals for some reason because I just did random. And then okay. I did a draft and all not that nonetheless. Um we get Becky and Charlotte. And Michael Cole even says, Well, this was supposed to be our main event, but we want it to be now. If you want people to watch the whole pay-per-view, this would have been great for the last show, yeah. the last match. Yeah. After this yeah. match, I had it on, but I played three games of baseball. Not really watching the rest of listening, but um, all right, get ready. I don't like what Becky Lynch wore, and I I just thought it was everybody's like, oh my god, Becky's that day. Everybody was so excited about it, and I I'm gonna go the other way. Becky's not that person to expose TNA, and I I thought, wow, what what the hell? Why Becky? I, I like her better in her pants and stuff like that. I just thought a little bit of Becky was showing too much, you know? Yeah, I get that. I, I guess from my perspective, I didn't, it, it was what it was. And that was the outfit she tore. I liked that she went with a brand color red. Um, okay. To be honest, I didn't care too much about the attire. It was do your thing. If you want to do it, where was the hell you want to wear it? it? Seemed like she was ready for a fight. I guess I was more invested in what the story being told, but I hear what you're saying and i saw it online afterwards and i'm like this is a bigger deal than i'm making than i think it is so what am i missing here you know what i mean that's kind of i figured i missed something with this but because i didn't rationalize it or make a big deal out of it in my head it, my thought everybody was like all over it thinking that mm-hmm. you know and I, I bring it up because jenks i'm not lying i didn't pay attention to it then either yeah. until I went back and I'm like, wait, why why is everybody Google Nagaga and all about this? Because I watched the match. I was excited for the match. Yeah. 
why? Who cares? We've seen it for years. Um, then I right. looked and I'm like, yeah, that's too much for Becky. That just, too, from my personal opinion, it was too much for Becky. But you're right, Jinx. That's fair. The the match itself, um, I'm throwing it in to in. We break it down and we're gonna next week, guys. We're gonna give you our Crushy Awards nominees, and I want you guys to send in um, some of your matches. Max is excited again. I want you to send in some of your matches for the Crushy Awards, and we'll uh, we'll go over, go over them at the end of December and tell you what our matches are. Uh, for me, this shot into the one of the women's or match of the year overall candidate. Um, definitely, you know, Britain Thunder Rosa's match. The I would just say uncircumcised. Holy shit, that just popped into my wow. head. Yeah. <laughs> The lights out match with them, um, but this is in there now with that as well. Uh, I love the match. I really did hard heading match. Jenks, they pulled the wool over our eyes. I don't fucking care what anybody says. They're friends. They're uh, fine. They're dandy. This they worked us. They they worked it to epic proportions. They did what they needed to do. Um, God, it was a great drag out fight. Um, you know what made it the kicker so it was so physical i was told the first five minutes that it wasn't it was going to be a shoot and then it you could tell that they were they worked us over pretty good by the end of the match but god they were not letting they weren't letting up on those hits at all no it was ridiculous i loved the part where they just stared they had a stare down moment and then they just continued like bad mouthing and running each other down. Um, it, I guess where it, I was loving the match itself just for how physical it was because it gave me everything I thought it was going to be. Yep. It was going to be a brawl. It was going to be brutal. It wasn't a, oh, hey, we need to put each other's wrestling moves on and that. Yeah, they went for the, you know, they had Becky doing the figure four. Then they had Charlotte doing the disarm her. That was great. But it really showed that it was just going to be a physical brawl, which is what I absolutely love. And they didn't try to force like wrestling upon us or into the storyline of the match. I thought that was excellent. And I actually am one of probably little out there that loved the ending where Charlotte was using the ropes. The ref knocked her off the rope saying you can't use the ropes. Becky got the advantage, switched her over. Mm-hmm. The ref had a reposition because Charlotte's shoulders weren't at the same spot as you know, and he didn't see Becky hold it for that last count. I, yeah. I it it extends the storyline for WrestleMania if that's when we're going to get it. That Charlotte and she did make note of it that saying Becky, you needed to use the effing ropes to beat me. I'm still the better person. Yeah, I I ate that up. I thought that was a perfect ending for it because it. It, it was perfectly done, and it showed, okay, Charlotte's going to pull underhanded tactics to win. Becky can do the same exact thing. I thought that was beautiful storytelling that they did it that way. Yep. Um, so I thought that was perfect, the way they did that. One thing I wanted to call out was they completely, I don't know if you noticed it, but Charlotte hit Andrade's uh, kick through elbow. Yes. Elbow. <laughs> And they completely acted like they had never seen the move before on commentary. And that kind of drove me nuts. Um, I get you can't acknowledge Andrade that he used to do it 
but it's a move that's been seen before. So people know what it is. At least call it for what it is. It seemed like to me that they had just been like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing Charlotte could have pulled out of her bag of tricks. Well, is it though? I don't know. I had, I wrote that down in my notes. This is the one thing that I wanted to call out was I was kind of surprised that they said, they kind of just wrote it off like it was something she invented. Yeah, something she invented and it was like a desperation type maneuver. So if you will. we see this, and we've seen it the last months now, AEW has just regurgitated anything about WWE that they want to. Why will WWF, WWE still not <clears throat> say anything about anybody from the past? Why? Because yeah. let's, on paper, WWE probably is still number one. In our hearts, AEW is number one. Um does number one never call out number two? Is that what we're thinking? But number two will do anything. And I'm not saying AEW doing it is underhandedly at all. But does number right. two always have to grab on to anything underhandedly that they can to get to number one? I don't know. I, I don't know either. And honestly, I get why they won't acknowledge somebody in a different company, the past superstar that's left and gone to a different company. Just acknowledge the move. Yeah. Acknowledge like this was not a creative <coughs> desperation thing. Just acknowledge that, okay, we've seen this move before. Don't get, I mean, get hyped for it, but don't get too hyped for it type of thing. There's a hype level of, oh, that was brilliantly executed or that was a smart counter by Charlotte to, oh, hey, this is brand new. Where did she pull this out of? Did she just make this up? You know what I mean? Um, just acknowledge that move sets have been there. And have existed before. It's the same thing with a lot of the finishers that you see that sometimes get shared from person to person to person. Uh, what didn't work for somebody else has worked for, could work for someone. It just depends, but you see that all the time with the finishers. They just forget the history or forget somebody tried to use that before. Um, yeah. so. uh, to me, Jenks matches the night and everything goes downhill from here. I, yeah, I agree. It was match of the night. And the only thing that lived up to the hype that I thought would live up to the hype was the main event. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll quickly go over the rest of this stuff. The men's match, um, Owens walks out before it even really starts. And Rollins is a survivor. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Rollins was a sole survivor. I, I want to call that out. I liked KO walking out. I did at too. The beginning. Because, A, it shows, uh, it's mocking what has been said about him. But, B, it almost parallels when Seth sacrificed himself last year for the team. I don't know if you remember. I do. And Owens was on Team SmackDown when Seth sacrificed himself. So, even though it wasn't a direct sacrifice, it just showed, it it almost was like KO played off that history a little bit with that. So I thought that was that was pretty that was an interesting start to the match, uh, the way they did that. Otherwise, like I said, this was a spot fest. Uh, there was great action in it. Don't get me wrong. I you know just listening to it, I looked over once in a while. I'm like, holy shit! I don't believe they did that. I don't, but nothing memorable. Not I mean nothing. I I thought Austin was going to win this, and I thought you were going to be pissed off today. Oh, uh, I was going to be like, are you kidding me? Austin Theory's going to take this right now. Uh, I was surprised he didn't. Uh, I will say that Pat McAfee helped this match out a lot. Yeah, but then he was um, done. Yeah, he was done for the it, which was disappointing to me. It was. It really was. 
I don't know if he ran on the zingers or what, but I was hoping for a little bit more Pat McAfee and they took him out. Yeah. Um, but it's the way it plays out, I guess. Uh, more egg stuff. I wrote this egg is fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and then we get to, which we didn't know. We just heard it was a battle royal. Now it's the Rocks 25th anniversary battle royal sponsored by Pizza Hut. And uh, that was it. I didn't a- care after that. And our prediction was right because whoa. it wasn't good. I mean, the <laughs> highlight of the match was the flying pizza. Yeah. Uh, Zane throwing pizza, three profits throwing pizza. It, yeah. That was about the highlight of that match. Usos against RK bro. Uh, I was shocked to see the, the bros won. Really? Yeah. I wasn't too shocked with that, I guess, but. I, I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be a bloodline night. I, I really okay. did. I thought something, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe a win by RK Bro, which I, I, Monday night was funny. So I, yeah. I still see. Come on, guys, the writing's on the wall. We're getting. I believe at WrestleMania we'll get Randy against Riddle. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing that really stuck out was. Oh, we did. Well, Matt McAfee was in this match, too, because he tried to offer the Usos water to oh, get them true. hyped up. I made a note for that, but uh, I we should have figured that the RKO spot was coming at some point. Didn't know how it was going to happen, and it just happened at the end where, on top of Riddle, of all places. But um, I guess it, it made sense in the terms of story that they allowed the splash for the RKO. Um not my favorite RKO counter, but it, it was good for what the storyline was, I think. Uh, then somebody took the egg. Somebody took the egg tonight. Yeah, yeah not Monday night. We were wrong. <laughs> yeah, but somebody like, took yeah. the fucking egg, I put. And I'm like, well, I know who took it. And I, I, I'll I, let you know Monday who I think, because when we get to Raw. Um, but can I just say that I love the line, how many times do you bring a giant egg to Survivor Series and have it end badly? <laughs> I laughed. Audibly, when Graves said that, um, that that was probably my favorite line of this whole egg debacle. Was that so? So, uh, let's get into this. Not the egg, but the giant or <laughs> egg in the room. Is Gobbly Gooker one of the worst things the WWE has ever done? I, I think, in terms of execution, yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do with the gobbledygooker. I, I guess I just, yeah, I think it was the stupidest thing they've ever done, which is saying a lot. They've done a lot of stupid shit. But but now looking back on it, um, at that point in time, uh, this is my thoughts. It was very cartoonish and everything, and I'm like, okay, okay. I was disappointed then as a kid. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is stupid. <laughs> But now looking back on it, it is part of my my legacy, my memories, my whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I want this stupid gobbledygooker here all the time. I do. I, I, I love everything about him because he is the wrestling business. Um, I know you're not going to get Chavo to do it. Anyway. Somebody can put that stupid-ass costume on. It's it's around. We've seen him, what, last year win the 24-7 champion. 24-7. Yeah. Head older. Um. Let him just run with, have him show up. You know, it, it, have the egg hatch every year. I like it. I don't know why. Uh, I've changed my mind in the last few years. 
I just I miss the gobbledygooker not being there. Essentially, probably. I've never hated the gobbledygooker, and now that you said that, yeah, you're right. It was kind of weird that he wasn't there. It felt like he was missing at the twenty four seven. I've never been more excited about the twenty four seven championship than when gobbledygooker won it. Oh, but wait, he Monday night you'll be excited about it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until Monday night, but when gobbledygooker won the title. I don't know. I got pretty pumped for that. I thought it was funny. I was laughing, and it, I thought it was hilarious. And to that point, the gobbledygooker started off as a joke. It made no sense. And to your point, it made no sense. It was a letdown. But it's been a legendary thing. It's almost like the stormtrooper falling through the wall on his debut. <laughs> was it terribly embarrassing and just a shit show when it happened? Yeah. But is it a part of wrestling lore and a legend has achieved a legendary status? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That accent brought to you by the Vine Kid. Uh, <laughs> but um, that I've been watching nonstop for the past week because of my niece. But anyways. Nice. Um, yeah. So I showed her that video and it's been nonstop. My bad. Uh, but yeah, I it's just become part of wrestling lore and people eat that up. It's I, I, I don't know. It was stupid when it came out, but now it's just a legendary figure that maybe at some point eclipses Hulk Hogan of the legendary status. <sighs> wow. Hey, maybe just saying, just saying. Yeah. Next matchup is a women's series and man, this match went wrong fast to me. Um, Mella putting the mask on and then gets eliminated before she gets in. And then once Sasha got eliminated, which let's talk about that because I've seen people less in the ring to break up the 10 count. than Sasha had everything, but her ankles in the ring and the ref still counted her out, even though everybody drug her out. So yeah. the count should have restarted, or I, like little pieces, little details pissed me off in this match. Once Sasha was eliminated from this match, I knew what was happening from then. Boom, Belair is losing everybody on her team, and she's going to run a gamut. Guess yeah. what happened? Belair lost everybody on her team, and she ran through everybody because how you couldn't bury her in this match. You you've buried her the last couple weeks. And then after you make her look so big again, we're just we're conglomerating everything together. Monday night, she looks like a stooge again. Yeah. What are they yeah. doing with her? I don't think they know, uh, to be honest. <laughs> but in, in my mind, I it now solidified that Bianca is going to take the title off of Becky at some point. Because they building her up that much, I feel like the writings on the wall that Bianca gets that net another title shot at Becky and is the one to dethrone her. Is it WrestleMania? Probably, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the main event of WrestleMania. See, I uh, would, I would say good. no. I would say no. she gets it at okay. Royal Rumble. You think a Rumble? Okay. Because I don't think you have Charlotte and Becky. Again, for a title, I see it's just a knockout, dragout fight at WrestleMania. Those are two that don't need a belt to carry a hell of a storyline. Right. 
There's going to be. I would group. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that there. Well, <laughs> you go. <laughs> no, no, no. You go. You go. All right. I was going to say I can see that point, Mark. What you were saying. Um, I just. It, I'm not putting it past them to extend out the storyline past to WrestleMania, especially if they put Bianca in the Rumble match again. I'm not saying she wins it, but I'm also not saying that they won't put her in that match again. Okay. Because I could see that happening and could see... Don't be surprised, and this is, might be a bold prediction or bold statement. She could run the table on it. On the run Rumble. The, go on the rumble go coast to coast be the first person first woman first woman yeah yeah from one or number two one one that would be the first person then yeah could yeah that would be the first one right because they screwed up the whole edge thing because edge was supposed to be number one but yeah they screwed up they screwed up edge (laughs) but you know i i think we go back yeah i think this could be the first woman to do it all right, that that that's a bold prediction. That that's early that's bold, bold prediction. Uh, yeah. All right, I I don't know how far Bailey is out. I, I've seen her on crutches yeah. roaming around, so right. I I think that's her return, but she doesn't get the win. So that's kind of yeah. my half-ass bold prediction. I could see her being the one that takes the title off of Charlotte, though. So she's that... a free agent, though, so she's really not anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I could see her showing back up on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, because Tony Storm's uh, a walkover match. Sorry. It, well, they've yeah. Well, that goes into the way they book some people coming out of NXT. Right. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, main event: Roman against Big E. Um, it was on Jenks, but I really didn't. I was tired by then. I didn't really get fully invested because I already saw my main event. Yeah. Listened. It was good. It was the second match of the night for me. But it was what we thought. It, it was. Uh, we. I think we both figured that it would uh, end with Reigns winning, obviously. I was surprised it was by pinball. I thought he would the capture the guillotine was going to be the end of it. That Yeah, we both uh, said that. Yeah, and the fact they did by pinball is interesting choice to me, but I mean, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was a pretty good match. There was a lot of good spots in it. Uh, but, yeah, at the end of the day, it was the second match. And I thought Becky and Charlotte just ran away with the night. It wasn't anything, nothing against Big E or Roman. But you can't compete with the story that they built up with Charlotte in Becky because that feels like the one that they put the most time and effort into building. Um, and you saw the verbal bars back and forth. I think Biggie and Roman just suffered from, they were overshadowed by that bigger match, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's it. It stole the show. I think it was the main event, but it stole the show because they put it on first. It, and that's why it should have went on last. Yeah. Well, I agree. But, um, so for me, that pay-per-view, I mean, it wasn't totally suck. It was middle, you know, I think they could have done more with it. Uh, even sidebar throwing the stupid teams together like they did. Um, there was some yeah. great moves and some, you know, the matches were okay. W- wasn't money in the bank when Otis won it or anything as horrible as that. So out of beers, it's a three and a half for me. I'll give it a four because I think, 
it was better than I expected it to be with them just throwing a lot of this stuff together in two weeks. Um, it was way better than I thought it was. And maybe Charlotte and Becky's overshadowing a lot of things that were wrong with it. I'll give it a four. So we're both middle, Uh, we're both middle of the pack, both middle of the pack. Uh, the egg thing did not help damper it it as much as I thought it would. (laughs) Right. In hindsight. Uh, let's move on to raw. We'll just do WWE and then we'll take a break because I'm sure we can wrap all of WWE up and then we'll do AEW in our second. Uh, we're throwing shit to the wind again today. Um, they're still looking for the egg. Okay, still looking for the egg. So this is where I put my notes. I said, you're looking for this stupid fucking egg. Roman took it. And I thought this was going to be how we got The Rock at least to do a video thing tonight. Because I thought, right. all right, we, we heard from a rock, and, and I'm still pulling into this whole WWE Rock 25 thing. They didn't give the teaser to us last night. They're going to give it to us tonight because the, the rock found out that the egg's missing, so he's going to come on and say, blah, 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 and Roman's going to pop up and say, I have it on Friday night. And this is going to be the way that we set up the fucking match for WrestleMania. Pa! And what we find out... When the hell do we find out that the egg is... It was on Friday when we found out about the egg, right? No, we found out on Monday. Okay. About two hours in, uh, Sammy Zane... Oh, uh, that's it, yeah. ...was the uh, the informant on it, and McMahon told him he didn't like snitches, so he gave the title shot to Mr. Theory, which I was surprised by. Were you surprised by this? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, but, nothing against Austin Theory, but... I was surprised that was going to be the case. And I think it speaks, it helps Sammy's narrative of a conspiracy in WWE. But I think it sets up because Rollins and Kale were both outside. Um, yeah. Big E beats Theory and, and everybody gets in. We're getting a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. And it's going to be yeah. Raw. And downfall, I think Rollins takes it. Not Maybe not oh. a downfall. I think. I think Big E's time is coming to an end already. Okay. I do. All right. Yeah. Is there a reason for that? No. Just it's, I, it's just the way they've been booking it. The way they've been booking it. I, I know Big E's popular no matter if he's just throwing out pancakes and cereal or everything. I don't know if the title does anything for him. They, they, they gave him his championship run, and it, it's no disrespect to him because I love him. I, he's a party guy. I don't think Biggie serious is as cool as Biggie party time. Okay. And I think they need to get back to that. If he was a jag off Pittsburgh term doing stupid stuff, I think he'd have more fun at the title run in my mind. I, I think he's just, he's too serious right now. And I understand a champ has to be more serious, but this isn't Biggie to me, you know? Oh, that's fair. I think it plays into, my thought is it's his first title run, so he's trying to act. And this is probably way overthinking it, but he's trying to <laughs> We act. both are, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, but he's trying to act what he thinks the champion should be instead of being himself. So I think to your point, a funny biggie, a comical biggie would be a better WWE champion overall. But I think he's trying to act or portray what he thinks the WWE champion should be. Yeah, he's had his moments, but hopefully in, I think he's going to get another title run at some point. So... Uh, when that time comes, he'll be more of himself and would sustain a longer title reign at that point. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, next thing I want to talk about in Raw, 
Um, one just quickly, I-, I loved Riddle dressed up. I brought this up as Randy Orton. That was <laughs> probably the funniest thing for me on Raw. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. it looks so good. Yeah. But the Becky, the Becky thing. Again, she comes out and she rips the crowd apart because they're still in the same building as last night. And she's like, right. you guys are bummed. And this is when I actually saw the crowd, too, because I'm like, holy shit, this this is an empty crowd. And then I went back and looked. There's only like 3,000 people at Raw. Yeah. And they, they pushed everybody down, of course. Go fill in, go fill in. Because once you looked around on the top, this is the only time if you go back to Raw and look, when they're panning around... There's nobody in the upper deck. So what the hell happened from last night when it was sold out with 90,000? I don't know how many people were there, but a ton. To Raw now, you get 3,000 people? Holy balls. There was 3,000 people last night at WrestleCade. Um, But this is where I'm pissed again. Because Becky is just ripping the crowd apart. You idiots were making fun of the women. You were doing your chants. You were doing your waves. And she's got that heel where they're still cheering her, but she's got that heel part. They still love her. And then later on in the night, she turns out to be a whiny bitch talking to Liv. Oh, you're going to cry, Liv. You're gonna... Yeah, it's still kind of the bully persona. Mm-hmm. Have her s- slap her before Liv slaps her. I-, I just don't. They don't know where they are walking the line with Becky. They want her a badass, but then they make her a pussy badass. They, I don't, so here's my million dollar thing is Becky is so over. They can't make her heal. I agree with that. And I think you just throw everything at the wall. I think Monday night was a perfect example of go out there and run them down, get them to boo you. But she was, there was still tears. Nobody was going to boo Becky Lynch. At this point, I would say they have to give up on Becky Lynch being, that heel nobody wants to deal with. She would really have to do something destructive. And I don't think there is anything that obscene or destructive that she could do that could put her in a negative light with the fans. A line with Stephanie. Maybe. But would they take that chance? I I don't know. Yeah. I, right. I, I, we, if you want her to be a dastardly person, there's the check for dastardly for the week. Um, you you need to get her with somebody that everybody hates. Put her with a McMahon. Yeah. Everybody hates the McMahons. Get her there. Get her there. Don't so put her with out- Seth anymore. We've already tried that, and it sucked. It hurt Seth more than it hurt Becky. Right. So I guess how would you get her there? Because... Now, you've done all of this stuff leading up to WrestleMania 35, where the McMahons were against her, beating her down. How do you make that happen? How do you force, or how would you tell that story to make it happen? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I, th- I but you brought up a valid point. It would have to take aligning with the McMahons. But see, that didn't even work for Austin, if I, we want to go that route. It didn't, I know. So, I, I don't know. I think... At this point, whether they like it or not, heel Becky isn't working, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It is. She's I, the I most popular that, person on the roster. Yeah. Let Becky go. Let Just let Becky be. She could be Becky Two Belts or Becky Big Time Bex and be a perfect anti-hero type personality. 
for this day and age. Uh, but just stop forcing the heel persona. One more thing I want to bring up, then I'll let you talk about. Well, we t- we talked about Bianca taking shit from Dewdrop. If you want to bring that yeah. up and talk more, that's fine. Uh, we get yeah. new tag team champions on the women's side, and I'm excited yeah. about Mella and the Queen winning them. Yeah, I guess for just uh, I'm excited about it too because I think that's fresh blood into it, and that's pretty good. Are we going to finally see that dissension between Rhea and Nikki now? Is yes. that going to finally happen? And how fast does it happen? Well, the, I guess. Nikki's all over social media how she was disrespected. Um, yeah. Essentially, and she was. Well, why do you not have both the pem- members of the tag team champions on a... In the match. In a match. Yeah. yeah. You only pick one. Uh, does this work into a storyline that that's the dissension Rhea's like, well, I'm just better than you. I'm just, I carried the team or, you know, the, the disrespect there. And then you get Ripley turning heel. And then is it time to give Rhea another run? Maybe at Becky. And that's who I thought maybe Becky's next was going to be in a couple months, not next, next, but like in a couple months, right. just as a, to get Rhea back up on that main event status, because I, I personally think she plummeted fast. She was running after the egg in the beginning of the show. She was. Yeah, but two of her friends won a big each. And I, I would have I would have wanted that match. I would have paid to see that match. I would have loved to see you running after the egg. <laughs> I'm not running anymore. Are you biking I after it? I, I, yeah, I can't even bike. I don't know how to ride a bike. I, I know. I, this is all storylines to the 40-year dash. Uh, yeah, this, is, this is not good. I'm more or less... <laughs> Slowly jogging at a turtle's place. At least you don't walk day. cats. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. We're gonna we're gonna let Mochi test that out before we get into that. Uh, but so were you? Well, I'm gonna switch a little gear here. Were you excited about the 24/7 title? I was excited when Cedric Alexander won it because I'm like, yeah. I, I've watched Cedric come up through the indies and I thought, all right, maybe we're going to change this 24 seven. And it was quick. I thought, well, maybe we're going to change this a little bit and it's going to be not a noteworthy title, but at least something that is on the docket every week. Yeah. And then 15 seconds later, Dana Brooke wins it. And I'm like, whoa, clearly we're not doing that. (laughs) I hated it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad it's off Reggie, though, because Reggie never did anything with it, but uh, parkour. Yeah, flips and shit. Um, yeah, I guess where does it go with Dana? I I wasn't too excited about it. I was excited about Cedric, and I thought uh, Shelton won it at first, so I thought they were going to... I could would have loved to see the match between those two again, uh, just go back and forth over it, but um, Dana's a champion, so I don't know how this is going to work. And no guy Who's wanted gonna- to touch her. Nope, nobody did. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know how it gets off a of data then. I I hope some dick. I don't care who it is. Just crushes her Monday night. <laughs> uh, we're gonna find out. Do you have anything else on Raw that you want to bring up? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, nothing else really uh, made noteworthy for me. Uh, SmackDown. I really don't have many notes because. I, I thought SmackDown was disastrous. Um, Charlotte said, you know, talks about Becky. We brought that up, and Tony Storm comes out, and she just eats pies. Um, yeah, we're getting Sasha and Naomi. We're we're getting a huge switch here. That 
I understand this is a storyline legitimately between Naomi and Sonya. Why are bringing Sasha down to it? Because it's not a main event storyline. Like, oh my god. Anybody else? Why why is Sasha involved into this? I'm very... I, I just smells like Sasha's going to turn on Naomi at some point. Good. And I don't know if it's, I think, I don't know if it's going to be in the, uh, by the direction of Sonya though, or if it's just Sasha's helping out a friend now, but we'll turn on her eventually type deal. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I want It's just me wanting the bloodline connection to happen. Because I think Naomi should get frustrated enough that she goes to the bloodline. And asks for help. And asks for help. And that's how they proceed forward. I guess I don't understand the... I think with your point, I don't understand why Sasha's down in this whole mess that's going on with Sonya. Um, I I think this is something for the bloodline and for her to join the bloodline. But they're they're booking it. So I'm going to assume Sasha's going to turn on her at some point and get back to a heel. And then we get the Battle Royal, uh, and that's the other notes. The winner Two Battle get, Royals in one week. One, that's, that was the first thing that I wrote down. Why do we have two Battle Royals in one week? Um, why was Drew not part of it? I understand this is all part of the storyline. Then he comes out with a sword and just decapitates everybody. Everybody. Why not just say, screw it? You want in this because you almost killed everybody? Go into it. He didn't yeah. have to win it. How? No. Why not show people when we come back from commercial? He's nowhere to be found. Yeah. Have him at least pissed off, and he drags somebody out, a la Big John Stud. You know, back in the day, just dragging him over the top rope, and the guys eliminated. They get him with a few. This made no sense to me. None. No. And well, it, it only set an up for place. Sammy, Sammy to win, and then the big announcement at the end. Go ahead. Yeah, well, it was it was an odd placement, and it was it seemed like just a way to shoehorn Drew into it somehow, into the show. I, I I don't get why he wasn't involved in the number one contenders match. I guess we're gonna find out from heel Adam Pierce whenever that is. Um, but this is just you have a number one contenders match, and you hype Drew being a part of it. Why is he not in the match? Like you, Drew was the big hype pickup for SmackDown in the draft two months ago. Now we're not putting him in title matches, clearly protecting people. Um, I, I would love to see that big John Stud moment. Just pull Madcap Moss or somebody over the top rope and say, screw you guys, I'm taking people with me. Um, right. I do, like, I do like that the sword was finally used for uh, some sort of threatening motion, I guess, because it just felt like a prop out. Max, that was Max. Max, Max is fan. now drying off on the, <laughs> the couch because he's out of the tub. Just so you guys know, he's out of the tub and he's drying off on the couch. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that was my point. Is just why why stick through? Why even have Drew run out swinging a sword like a madman? Unless you're actually going to put him in the match, throw him and force his way into it. So, and finally, if anybody thinks Sami Zayn is going to get a title shot. After the no. announcement that Brock Lesnar is allowed to come back next week, you're ridiculous. Outright yeah. ridiculous. Sami Zayn is going to be 
in the hospital because Sammy's going to be talking about how he's going to be the next champion. Brock's going to come out and dismantle him. Note it right now. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everybody, Sammy has been set up to be eaten by lions at this point. <laughs> Literally. Yep. Uh, so that's WWE in a nutshell. Anything else on SmackDown that sparked your interest? No. Uh, just kind of disappointed by what the show was overall, but that's, that seems to be a regular occurrence sometimes with WWE, but it is what it is. So, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Bottom of the barrel. No. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about AEW. Some good stuff on AEW. Some bad stuff on AEW. But uh, let's tell you about collar and elbow first. Hats, hoodies, tees, all the cool stuff that Al Snow has. We have a promo code. It's called Can Crushers. Capital C and Can, Capital C and Crushers. Save 10%. Check them out. Don't forget, we have March 2. You can find the website on all our social medias. Check them out there. Buy a hoodie and uh, stainless steel cup and stuff. It's cool stuff. It's cool. It's great stuff. Go buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. It looks better than Dave LaGreca's stuff on Busted Open. So, <laughs> yeah, I was throwing Dave Shots LaGreca. fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. Hey, this is the most prestigious athlete in the entire world, Jacob Rose, and you are listening to Can Crushers. These guys are, they're pretty cool. And welcome back to Can Crushers. Mark Martinez, the Mark, alongside Sir Michael Jenks here on Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. And we're ready to talk about some AEW for the week. Hey, Mark, just real quick, apparently we're a couple cool dudes, I'm just saying. We're cool Take cats. With the shadows. We're cool cats. Yeah, you, you like know, him? I've, I've only been I've only been known as a Jamesy cat, so this is a good step up for me. No, you were, um, uh, what were you? Uh, you were the White Mamba cat? I was the- White Mamba, but I was also called Jamesy cat by the ticket. Oh, that. that's right. That yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> God, you guys don't know what's in our heads half the time. We don't know what's in our heads half the time. This is nothing is ever planned on this show. And legitimately, Jenks, throw me under the bus because at one time I tell you, all right, here's the rundown, and then thirty seconds into the show, we're like, ah, screw it, we're just going to change it up. This is an every week occurrence, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like we just wing it and see what happens. Hey, you were so you. the first couple times you came on, you're like, Oh man, I like how you have the rundown, you stay with it. Yep. I was trying to be and professional then. <laughs> now the true colors are coming. This is more my home style because this is how the forty year uh, forty year dash is run. It's we're throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. 
Yeah. Oh. And that's we essentially have outlines, but <laughs> And that's essentially how the, the Martinez Lounge is happening now too, because now it's a game to piss off um me or Kelly, depending on whose week it is to have the topic. The first couple weeks we thought that we sat down as a lovely couple and held hands saying kumbaya. Alright, alright, this is what we're gonna talk about. Now all of a sudden it's come to who can throw the other one under the bus because we don't tell each other the topic until we're on air. Yeah. And normally I'm buried because she's throwing something under that I you know, I shit on the sofa again or something stupid. I don't know. <laughs> what I there's questions there of how often you sit on the sofa, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> no, right. It's at least <laughs> once a month. No. Um, dynamite time. Dynamite. Um, dynamite started perfect. And get ready for me to mark out because people are going to be like, oh, it wasn't the best, but it was. Uh, Fuck you. It was. <laughs> it started with nukes. Yeah. Dynamite started with nukes. Yeah. Favorite part of the week, right here on yeah. this. And it, I thought Punk was fighting fish, but that happened a couple weeks before. Yeah. It was QT. And, and let me get into the match real quick, and then we'll talk about MJF. I'm pissed that Punk wasn't pissed enough that this match should have just been destroy QT. It, he yeah. should have been, this should have been a three minute match. After the, the 20 minutes, and am I right that it was 20 minutes of banter? I just think QT should have been destroyed. And then Punk looked amazing following everything that just happened beforehand. What are your thoughts on that? I agree, but I also like how it kind of proves one of MJF's points that Punk has just been fighting the lower end, for the most part, of the AEW roster. And he was struggling with it. I kind of liked how that parallel... I don't know if they meant to do that or not, but QT Marshall is veteran in his own right. Yeah, great. He's not pushing for a world title or anything like that. So I like how it was kind of like he struggled and proved MJF's point a little bit. Damn, you and dug it, into it farther than I did. Yeah, so I, I think it... I, well, I overthink these things, Mark. I got nothing better to do with my life. But um, <laughs> I, I just like how they did that because it, it kind of proved an MJF point in, in the promo that they had just before that punk saying that my girl Britt baker replaced mjf as one of the four pillars had me jump up out <laughs> of my couch and go oh you know when you you're at an event and something happens and your mouth just hits the floor and you're like like yeah. it was the biggest mic drop i'm like holy shit he just yeah. said that I loved that line in the promo. I saw that it. some people took it the wrong way and didn't understand how uh, Punk was saying it. Um, some p people thought it was uh, demeaning towards Brit in a way that, oh, they're just using it to promote that men are better than women and all that. Or oh, it's embarrassing geez. to that. That was not the point of that. If you thought that, you're dumb. <laughs> Stum. You, you are stum. You're as stum as that word I just made up. Um, because it, that is stupid thinking. That is not the point they were making here. They were making the point, Britt Baker is in the upper echelon and has surpassed what MJF is as a competitor and as a person. In She's AEW. a champion. He's not. She's a champion. Exactly. 
they were proving how valuable Britt Baker is to AEW and how, and it almost was a dig to say, you know, you're not as valuable as any of those four pillars and you could be easily replaced. Yeah. Type thing. It was punk dismissing him again, which I loved throughout this, not only this promo, but the week before when he didn't even acknowledge him and talk to him. MGF brought up his UFC again, brought up his, you know, leaving WWF for seven years, brought up the, the yeah. pipe bomb. Um, he, he's a le- and then punk answers that he's a less famous Miz as well. Again, another one. I'm like, I thought Punk got the upper end of this whole battle. I did like the the hustle, loyalty, and re- uh, respect. Respect. Yeah, yeah. I I thought that was good. Um, when he called them the less famous Miz, I the lip reading was perfect because you saw MJF say "motherfucker" <laughs> and you, and yes. you heard Punk respond. Punk respond, and it was perfect. Um. I love that, but I also love that uh, we. I referenced it a little bit earlier. I love that MJF said he's dropping nukes because on a weekly basis, he's getting nuclear heat. For a few weeks there, he was on a roll with the Pillmans, with everything out of full gear, or not full gear, but all in, even going into all in or all out, whatever it was called. He was dropping nukes. Every week you were like, what is he going to say next? And you could say that after it too. So, you know, MJF speaking some truths. In that one, I also love that Punk sat there and said, you took the lowest hanging fruit and ran with it. I'm disappointed in you, Maxwell. And I thought that was priceless. And he thought MJF stood for my famous, my jealous fan. Right. So I thought that was another good one, too. Uh, I see this is this is, was the epitome. And there was somebody else complaining about the WWE references in here that I, I saw, saw that. online. And I'm like, no. Because this is actually a perfect example of how to use the WWE references without shoehorning them in. And this was a perfect example of how they should be using them. Because it was perfect. It was on point. And it was used to prove a point instead of just name-dropping things in WWE. Uh, MJF, well, we talked about Less Famous Miz, which I laughed at. Punk was making, was making his point. You're just not, you're not as good as you think you are. And Miz was better. Maybe to just get under MJF's skin. And then we talk about the hustle, loyalty, respect, or the king of kings coming into it. It was proving the point that Punk was, whether we like it or not, second best in WWE. Yeah. Whether we thought he was the best in WWE, the fans did. Management did not. So he was booked as second best in WWE at all times. That's just the way it was. Um, My favorite line was when Punk referenced the song and dance MJF got acknowledged for in the New York Times and instead I'm yes. gonna put you in the obituary. Yes. I love that part. I love that drop. I thought I I I popped for that one. Let, that was good. Let me ask you this and I, I really mean this. When do you want to see this match? I wanna I wanna see it honestly I want to see it at Revolution. I don't think they're going to push it off that long, though. I don't I want to see this match. I just want to don't? see these two. I, I, really, really, I do. And I hope it right. is at Revolution. Because that's two more months, two and a half yeah. months or whatever, yep. of them just shitting on each other on the mic. I, that's where I was going with it. How entertaining would that be for two months? I don't want them to get physical. No. I, I, I don't care. Right now, I don't care about the match. Because these two are 
fully loaded of just stuff that they can, again, regurgitate to each other and get the fans white hot. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. They don't have to touch until the bell sounds at Revolution. Yeah. It's going to be a chef's kiss on the whole thing. Just keep pushing it off. Keep pushing it off. I know at least at one point, I think that MGF's going to jump Punk. And maybe we won't see Punk on TV for a couple weeks or something. And I'm all right with that. That extends the storyline. That's cool. Fine and dandy. Just don't give them a match to have a throwaway match. I, I don't want a ton of matches out of this. I don't need a tag team match. I don't need a this. I don't need that. I said that maybe earlier. No, scratch all this. Just let them talk. You'll sell. T- I'm buying it. Of course, I'm buying it no matter what. But I'm right. buying it for this match right now. I am. Push yeah. it to then. Well, and I think that's a valid point. Let's let's go even further with this. They have the new debut on when they shift the TBS. I think it's the beginning of the year that they do that shift over. And later on, they announced a new a new one called Battle of the Belts, which we'll get into later on. You could have MJF attack Punk here in mid-December and leave them on the shelf through the Christmas holiday and come back at that Battle of the Belts or at that TBS debut, yeah. whatever that is. So that would be a perfect opportunity to come back and hit MJF and extend that, like you were saying, take that couple weeks off. Yeah, and M- MJF so. could just talk shit on Punk that he's not there then. And again, exactly. yeah, just let him talk. Let, I mean, and they do the longer booking than WWE does. So I, I yeah. hope, I hope that... Uh, Tony and Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny are all listening this week because they know we're writing this for them. Yes. yes. Um, still waiting for that check for that. Yeah, still waiting for that check. <laughs> <sighs> I hate 2.0 in, in Kingston. I, I don't I don't care. I, I love Eddie. I just don't yeah. care what happens on this because it, it's not it, – it's such a downward spiral from Kingston and Punk to these schloads. Yeah, I think I think it's just something to get ready to do and get Daniel Garcia. I think Daniel Garcia is going to be a player at some point. Um, I do like his style in that, uh, but you're, you're, this was more bottom of the barrel stuff. Phrase of the week, um, but I think it was. I think they played it up enough that I I don't know if you agree with that, but I think Daniel Garcia is going to be a player at some point in AEW. I think so too. But he's, I think he needs to get away from two point Agreed, because he's a serious competitor, and 2.0 is not as serious. So the Nasty Boys, Little Brothers. Um, so, but I do find them kind of entertaining sometimes. Not it at all. It just depends. No, I, I, it's more uh, that annoying, entertaining, more than anything for them. Not, I, not even that. He's got a square head. <laughs> Fair, but I do enjoy them more than the Gun Club, and that was a shot fired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the gun club against bear country, what I understood why we got it after the match, it, the gun club, the, the people know that they have like never fucking lost. Never. I didn't know that until Wednesday. The, yeah. Like they've never lost. Why is the gun club never lost? It, are we building them for something? I mean, I don't know. I, I just... They're really young. Is Billy actually the one that's supplying Tony Khan the money? Like, why have they never lost? 
I have no idea. I can't answer any of that. Um, I, I don't know which one. It was. I think it was Colton. He reminds me of Billy Gunn and the Smoking Guns. He does. Right now. And I don't know if that bodes well for his career or not, but hopefully he doesn't get run down by some other rock. I just swallowed line, coffee up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he might be praying at night to God at some point. That's all I'll say about that. Saying a little prayer. Um, Madonna just yeah. popped into my head now for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it's gone down- downhill. All right. Uh, so we get Darby and Sting coming out because, yeah. you know, the gun club attacked them last week. And I want Darby somewhere else. Like the punk feud was cool. The MJF feud was great. It seems like Darby gets a couple months of like, he is a pillar and he is really a pillar of AEW. Yeah. And I understand there's not a ton at the top right now because you can't have everybody at the top. And he had his run as TNT champion and everything. I, I, you're more so pushing the gun club than helping Darby out on this feud. Yeah, I, I, in my personal opinion, I think they're using Darby in a way to help younger talent, but also say he's in his prime. So we're going to use him as a pillar. I, I think Darby's, Darby's the one pillar of AEW that's the mix of a veteran and a young person to be put over in AEW. I think he has that veteran speak. And I think that's why they put him in these situations, like with the gun club or like when he was with two against 2.0 at that, that point, I think it's just because he's a veteran to help get these younger guys up to snuff. And he's the one pillar that's in the in-between area. He's not too young, but he's not old enough to be the le- uh, legendary status or anything like that. I think that's why they use him the way they do. But that's my personal opinion on that. Um, I like that. Now, let me give you another twist. When is Sting actually going to do something? The only time he's done anything was against Team Taz. That's, yeah. Was that street fight thing in the, I don't know. In the, the building. In the warehouse, warehouse yeah. He's know. been there a while now. Uh, yeah. I don't want him to have a title, but at least get into a feud that you're going to do something. I, I thought we were getting it with Tully at one point, but that fell apart. We talked about that. We'd pay to see that at least just let Tully and him go for five minutes. See what happened. But yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like things just there for Tony Schiavone to yell. It's a terrible impression. And I have no problem. I know. I think you said you were getting tired of it last week or the week before. Yeah. I I I have no problem that he does that, but you're right. I I want Sting to do more. But is there anybody really at his level that he can do more with, outside of taking away uh, MJF from Punk or taking on one of the top tier guys? There's really nobody at that upper echelon for Sting to fight or at that legendary status for Sting to fight. Yeah, I guess. You're right. Well, they're they're not going to bring up Paul White. Maybe they will. Mark Henry? Maybe Mark. Well, is Mark Henry? Well, I haven't seen Mark Henry compete yet. I haven't either. In AEW, so. Um, Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, this was a pure fight, and mm-hmm. I'm shocked that it... Are, are, are we all 
it, are we all, the two of us in agreement that at some point we're getting Brit and Thunder again, no matter what happened on Rampage. We're going to get Brit and Thunder again. We both said the Thunder is going to be the one to take the title away from her. Doesn't the storyline of Brit costing Thunder the match make more sense? Not if they're going to have Hater turn on Brit. So do you think there's... All right, let's just combine Rampage a little bit now, too. Yeah. Um, Riho is... Uh, you see the writing on the wall. Brit has never beat Riho. So she's going to yeah. defend the title against her here shortly. She's going to beat her. That's where Hater turns on Brit, and we get a Brit-Hater feud for a couple months until Thunder gets out of this tournament, uh, maybe gets a rematch for the TBS championship, and then turns back into Brit, because this is a long saga. It's over a year now. Yeah. I, I think so, and I, I don't know why I made this comparison, because it's nowhere close to what it was, but I was, as soon as Brit kicked Hater, I'm like, oh, this looks like Diesel versus HBK scenario right now. I think it's the same thing, but it, it just seemed like it was going to be, there's going to be a couple backfiring like super kicks that back she's gonna hit Hater a couple times. Right. And eventually Hater's gonna get pissed enough to just attack Brit and be done with it. Like Diesel did the HBK at Survivor Series ninety four. That's kind of where I thought this was gonna go. And I think it I somebody brought up actually I think it was Cody from forty from my other podcast brought up uh when Hater comes out, she never does the DMD no. with Brit. So it makes me think that's more of an alliance than it is a friendship. It's a very tense alliance. You're there to be my muscle and to get me through these title reigns. Eventually, that person's going to be pissed and leave. It's a hired a hired uh, mercenary that will eventually leave if kicked too many times, if you will. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So they have yeah. two storylines like that going then. Yeah. Then you have the the hater Brit one, and then you still have the Wardlow MJF one going. Exactly. So um, crossovers there. Uh, Cole Cabana against Bran Braniel. Brian Brian Daniel. Yeah. Well, you usually call him Daniel Bryant. So yeah, I, I usually. So yeah. I, I was going to give you a compliment. That's a step up from what I usually do. So Danielson. Um, great match. I, I, yeah. I love this match. They they just scuffled, and again, Daniel. Gets the win. Yeah. Uh, this was a beautiful, beautifully done match. And again, Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, damn it. <laughs> so you got Karma. me. Uh, he kicked. He was kicking in Cabana's head. And then he called out the Dark Order members that live in Atlanta because they're going there next week. Yeah. So he gets Alan Angels. Alan Angels. Um, yeah. Oh, I did... Did you pop when he called Chicago Fickle? Because I did. I did. I'm I'm a mark like that. I did. Um, yeah. I love that also that when Paige came out and he wanted to fight Brian Danielson, Danielson called him a coward and said it's coward shit. It's not cowboy shit because he's trying to fight him right after he already had a match. I, I, I thought that was a nice little twist. I did. And I like that you saw that um, – Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, <laughs> whoever, he, whoever he is, Braniel, yeah, um, Braniel. decided that he ducked real quick. He already has the buckshot lariat on his radar. Like, he yeah. hauled ass out of there real quick. 
Yeah. This is going to be a great story. Um, then the main event is Cody and the Death Triangle against FTR, Andrade, and Malachi. And what asshole in the crowd throws the fucking belt back that Cody throws into the crowd? <laughs> First of all, you're a giant douchebag. One for two reasons. One, um, that's a that's something I want. Not the greatest <laughs> Cody fan. Give me that, you dirtbag. Stop. In number two, there's people watching the fucking match, you douchebag. I hate you that there is a fucking steel buckle on that. that You could have hit somebody in the back of the head and hurt them. Yeah. You're a giant douchebag. Okay. But then, did you notice Cody did get it back and then tossed it again? Why did he put it back on? Just give it to some... I was going to say poor homeless guy, but clearly they're not homeless at a wrestling event. Just walk it out to a kid then at front row and say, here. Why yeah. fucking put it back on to throw it again? This That pissed me off in the match. Number one, because the fan's a dickbag. You don't do that. Oh, we didn't even talk about Seth getting attacked, by the way, either. So th- that's what we're going to talk about in the third segment, how much fans are assholes. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention that. Um, but... It, it was yeah. I'll say my argument for about the fans throwing that back for or my statement for that. But yeah, I didn't understand why you put it back on. <laughs> Just fucking walk it out to somebody. What are you doing? <laughs> like I get it. Um, it's not the same. It, it's people trying. These fans are trying to be cool, or they think they're cool because they throw things back. They want to be part you know, of the show. Like, we want to be a part of the show. We want to. We want to make this about us. Um, you know, I think of Cena and One Night Stand in 06 when he's in the ECW arena throwing his T-shirt, and that keeps getting thrown back at him. And that it doesn't have a metal buckle or is a weapon; it's only a T-shirt. So fans kept throwing it back, but it, it's it's about fans making it about themselves at that point. So I'll get into that more in the third segment when we talk about it. But yeah, th- that was it. Uh, it tried to take away from what the match was there's eight talented individuals let the people work and this match Don't was awesome this was the it spot was. of the night for me though in this match was telling our and looking at each other like they were gonna go and yep. then they took out that other schlode <laughs> yeah what is that other guy's name i cannot I, I don't know if it's ricardo or bob or juan i don't know yeah but yeah i agree with that i i was waiting for i i love that that was a good spot I kind of wanted them to throw, throw a little bit. I did. But who knows? I did. Yeah. yeah. But overall, great match. I-, I loved it. I thought we were going to get something more out of this, like another twist a little bit. We we really didn't. Yeah. We didn't get anything too much out of it. I'm thinking – I made a note because I talked about Battle of the – I made a note about Battle of the Belts from Charlotte. From where? I think it's from Charlotte, North Carolina. You said it wrong. I will not get until you say North Carolina right. I'm not going to let you go. So North Kakalaki? No. Carolina! Let me do it? Go ahead. Are your cockles ready? <laughs> North Carolina! Is that better? <laughs> Much better. I like saying Kakalaki usually, but anyways. Yeah. Um, so from North Kakalaki... Is, this, is that uh, other schlub that keeps getting thrown around going to get fired here? And we're going to see the emergence of the third horseman. 
We have to. I think it happens at Battle of the Belts because that's essentially Clash of the Champions. You just can't call it that. Right. So, yeah. Just uh, throwing that out there. Too. And, and he's been known to, he, he wants to work with Punk a little bit. He wants yep. this and him and Tony Khan have been talking. Now yeah. he's got his own podcast back with Mark Madden and he's just releasing stuff. And da, 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 da. it's coming. And that's the it's perfect coming. place for him to come. Is Battle of the Belts because as soon yeah. as they annihilate, they brought up Battle of the Belts, I'm like what well, that they can't use Clash of the Champions, right? And you know how much Vince hates the word belt. It's oh, not, yeah. yeah, it's not a belt; it's a title. So that's just another slap in the face at Vince as well. Yep. Rampage. I like that the uh, Undisputed Era of Cole and Fish just dismantled Yuta in Orange. I was okay with that. I really yeah. was, yeah. Well, it, it needed to happen to establish Cole and Fish as an actual threat or an actual tag team. Because if not, then what are we doing with them? You know right. what I mean? So, uh, nothing against OC but and Yuta, but it, it needed to happen. They had to be that, that sacrificial lamb to get those two on the right page. Tony Nese going to challenge uh, Sammy for the title. I'm all right with that. And well, we we knew that was coming, yeah. Just because they kept showing him doing every single TNT title match, <laughs> right? That was coming up. Yeah, that should be good. I enjoyed Tony Nese from what I saw uh, in WWE in that, so I'm hoping for the best with this. I am be a good match. Yeah, uh, we touched on the Rio Brit thing, um, a Black Friday yeah. deal match. Uh, all right, we're just whatever we can name it, we're gonna name it. Um, Real win, she gets a title match. Well, we talked about that. So, and, and then we get Eddie against uh, Garcia, and of course, two attacks, and we get uh, Jericho? Question mark helping. Yeah, I feel like this is going to turn into Kingston versus Jericho. Clearly, because <laughs> there's no reason Chris Jericho makes the save on Eddie Kingston. Well, they're gonna but, they're gonna take care of two point I think. Yeah. But, well, let me ask you this: Do we see a pseudo reunion with Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston? In the sense that is that how Inner Circle breaks up? I don't. Or is that one piece of it? I don't know. That's that's a great point because where have they been since uh, Full Gear? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, come on. You're supposed to be my next tag team champions here, guys. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> You're uh, taking, taking time off, apparently. So uh, that's kind of where I know we keep booking the inner circle to lose or like to disband and break up. At some point, it's going to happen because they're not using inner circle at all. Oh, they barely or the up. pinnacle. They're not or together the much. No. Uh, they make references of each other, and I, I guess that would be a, the kind of the downfall is what's the point of this faction if you're not going to be seen together that much, even if it's a quick promo backstage. But we could even go that route with Death Triangle, because usually when you see things with Death Triangle, it's usually the Lucha Brothers have their own thing, and then Pac has his own thing. Or you never see Pac show up in a Lucha Brothers promo sometimes. Um yeah. So the, the only group that looks together is Taz's. Dark Order. Well, Dark Order and Taz's. Yeah. Those are the two. Yeah, it, it's 
the horsemen, I understand Flair had, you know, shit going on with Dusty. Right. Arn right. and Kelly had stuff with the Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, Road Warriors, whatever. And then Barry with whomever as well. But they would all come out together and talk mm-hmm. and make reference to each person. You're not yeah. getting that with either one of these guys. You know, Wardlow will, hasn't spoken. Sean Spears, yeah. when he does have something going on, speaks by himself. I mean, why can't they all come out together? I understand that people are putting, oh, that's a horseman. Well, yeah, well, no shit. Anytime there's four people on a screen, they're going to be compared to the horseman. The horseman. Right. Yeah. It, that's the way the wrestling is. That, that's the stable that you have to catch up with. And not being able to be on stage as the inner circle is supposed to be the new horseman, essentially, you're not building your momentum at all. No. I mean, I I always forget they're a team until they actually reunite yeah. or something. And it seems to only happen around a pay-per-view. So, and, and Jake Hager, if it's not a pay-per-view, he's nowhere. He's nowhere to be found. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right, when we yeah. come back, we're going to bitch about fans. That's essentially what we're going to do. Because yeah. I have I have a lot. I I hate you fans this week, in general. Yeah. This is the hardcore icon, Just Incredible, and you're listening to Can Crusher's podcast. Now, that's not just the coolest, and that's not just the best Can Crusher's podcast. Well, that, my friends, is Just Incredible. Welcome back to Can Crusher's podcast, Can Crusher Nation. Uh, that intro was not interrupted by a fan, which seemed to be the theme of the week this week, which is a bunch of bullshit, Mark. It really is. Uh, it, we kind of we didn't bring it up in the first segment when we were talking WWE about Seth, and it's not because we forgot; it's because we forgot. Um, but then we got on the Cody thing, and Jenks. I want to go way back to. Why do fans think they need to be part of this? Okay, so let hear me out for a minute. When yeah. I get invited to an event or, you know, we go to events or whatever, they have to physically tell me, you know, even if they know that I'm coming and, you know, we're going to do interviews there, we're going to promote or whatever, I want them to then invite me to wherever I need to go. I went down to OVW a couple times and they're like, come here. I'm like, can I come across? Yes, you're 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 part of, you're part of this. You're you're all in. Come in the ring to do this interview. Come backstage to do this. Do whatever. Until I get invited that day, I don't go across the barrier because right. it's just the way it is. I'm a fan at heart. Yes, I do this podcast. I have connections with a couple other organizations that you know. Essentially, yes, I can go back and do stuff with people and everything and people, you know, whatever. But until I get that okay that day, I don't go across. What makes you think from the Bret Hart thing getting attacked to this jackass that has issues with Seth Rollins that thinks he's part of the fucking Roman Reigns family to the douchebag that threw Cody Rhodes' belt buckle back to people just throwing shit all the time. What makes you think you're part of that show? You're an idiot. They're performing and putting their life on the line for you. And you need to take it upon yourself to do something. I've seen people get stomped out when we were in South Carolina. Old drunk guy went into the ring and he got his ass beat. They tossed him right outside. Cool. That's what you deserve. 
you cross that line, you deserve everything you get. And I always reference it back to when Triple H had to save Stone Cold. Do you remember? Yeah. The, yeah. All right, go, yep. sorry. <laughs> because I'll jump no, on board yeah. with you some more. No, because that was going to be the exact the example I used was Triple H jumping on Stone Cold. Or not jumping on Stone Cold, but saving Stone Cold, jumping on that fan. It's one of those things where people feel entitled because they have a ticket. And that's not what you're entitled to do. You're entitled to be in the seats and enjoy the show because they are performers there for you to perform safely to do this, the, their whole thing for you. You're not a part of it. This is not real life. This is, we could go on the rant. You could talk about anything. It's scripted entertainment to a point. But the fan, but these people are there to entertain you with their talents and with their abilities. You should not be crossing a line and getting involved, no matter how much you hate Seth Rollins, the Rip King, how much you hate MJF, Chris Jericho, Triple H, whoever it is, that should not override common sense of, hey, this guy is more physically in shape than I am. He's going to whip my ass and beat it into a pulp. I think I remember WCW the one time it was Nash and Hall or Nash and Savage. Yes. Somebody ran into the ring and Savage just, just took the guy out. It It's one of these things where people are entitled and lose reality. And I don't know if they have issues going on where they can't really associate with reality or what, but they just throw reality out the window and say, there is no repercussion. If I go and attack Seth Rollins on stage and tackle him to the ground. Um, Seth was a professional though. Let me say he didn't actually touch the guy. It was the security guards there because I've seen many different fan angles showing this, that he didn't do anything. He, no. Did you notice on Raw they instantly went back to another replay because you saw him attacked and then he they boom back to another replay and then Seth got bloodied up a little bit because this bastard attacked him boom stayed in character and then when he came back yeah. because they said hey Seth you're on he yelled out to you know uh, was a KO in the ring saying hey I'm coming for you or whatever like nothing happened yeah yeah it, 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 I think it was. Yeah, it was nothing happened. He did it perfectly. He did what you're supposed to do. But in those scenarios when you don't have security and people on it that quickly, people take it into their own hands, like a la Triple H and a la Randy Savage. You have to. It's it's legit. You don't know if this guy is wielding a knife or something. Exactly. And who would have thought they could get around the barricade or they would jump the barricades and come after them? Like, the guy legit ran from halfway across the arena to get to Seth Rollins. He's a big if guy, by the, the way. He was a big guy. And it it's just idiocy. You stupid-ass idiot. Pull it together. We're there to be entertained. Do not – I don't even think it's still in the spotlight at this point. I think it's people that have lost their touch with reality – that don't comprehend what is real and what is fake. And they feel the need to just attack people. I I agree. It's damn right disappointing. And it's probably the one thing that was great about no crowds is you never had idiots like this trying to make it about themselves. Yeah. So we're saying they're the bottom of the barrel life form. Exactly. The bottom of the barrel of the wrestling fan base. 
Yeah, that that really it, it pissed me off when I saw it. I mean, it, clearly I heard about it on Tuesday because I didn't watch right. Raw like Jenks did. Um, watched it on Tuesday then though, and I'm like, oh, this this guy's an idiot. And then Wednesday, uh, of course, I didn't watch because I forgot to tell everybody, Jenks. They they might have saw it during social media, but Wednesday I did not watch Dynamite Live because I was getting um, more ink done. That's right. Yeah, you were. So I got my DX logo, which I saw that. It is in the they call it the ditch of your elbow. Okay. Holy fuck, did that hurt? <laughs> and then down by my rock one, I got my DMD tooth. So yeah, moving right along with a very nice tats. Yeah. Yet another like one it. in a couple weeks. I don't. Again, I gave her a ton of logos, and I keep giving her logos. Like I think some of the baseball ones are going to be eliminated because yeah. I keep I keep searching. Like, do I really want um, the Razor Ramon one where it says Razor Ramon? It's got like the the it's a razor blade essentially, but I just want the razor blade with maybe like some gold chains over there. I keep adding more. I added two more this week. As well, and I, I won't tell you what they are. And no. she's like, uh, you're going to have to probably lose some baseball ones. I'm like, all right, I can lose. You know, I was going to get maybe a Padres one for my aunt. Uh, we were at, and they were all going to be the, the logos. I was going to get, what is it, Cubby the Bear because of the Cubs. Yeah. We were there for one of our first uh, road trips. So I'm like, oh, you can get rid of these two. You can get rid of this. Um, I'll probably still get the Detroit Tiger. And then, of course, Parts Unknown Seawolf. <laughs> Um, right. I have to, but but maybe I won't get the Binghamton Mets Rumble Pony. I don't. Not that he was ever on the list, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, I know, but he doesn't have hold as close. Uh, it's not as close to your heart as like a Trash Panda right. from Rocket City or anything like that. Right, they're that's still making it. We're <laughs> <laughs> the can crushers and I'm a garbage man. The yeah, Trash Panda has to make it. You have to get. You have to include the Trash Panda. Right. Now, I can't remember if I – I don't remember this being a thing, but you don't have the Can Crushers logo on you, do you? Yet. Yet. Okay, it's on the list, though. It's Yeah, it, it really okay. is whatever her heart desires. She really right. only makes them up like two days. She's got a list, Jenks, literally of like 25 right. more logos to go. And she picks whatever she sees, and she kind of puts her own little different twists on it. So, yes, it is like Chelsea Green's lips, but she's twisted a little bit. And Chelsea knew it was her lips. Or Ray Lynn, she changed maybe the color of her outfit because she likes purple, and Ray Lynn's outfit was green. Or She just does something different. So she's kind of like not copyrighting it if Ray Lynn would ever hate me or anything like that. So she twisted a little bit that they know who it is, you know? Right. That's fair. Yeah. But you know, you know... Brit's tooth is Brit's tooth, clearly. Or Dusty yeah, Rhodes' is hard times is, yeah. You can you know you can distinguish who they are. Yeah, yeah. the DX yeah. is legit. There, there's no other way of stealing the DX one. It's just the DX logo. So that's fair. Yeah, but it's coming. Um, yeah, the the logo's coming. Everything. Uh, oh, that's a, that's it. The big announcement that I was going to make that. Again, I, I brought this up earlier as we come to the end of the show. At the end of the year, you guys always know that we do our Crushy Awards. So, Jenks and I are going to sit down this week, and not together, just randomly, because we're going to look 
at the New Year show. It, it would be January 2nd. We always take time off in between Christmas and everything. That, so we can record this early. We want you guys to send us some ideas of one categories that you would like. Okay, so we'll talk about those the next couple weeks. And then by the 16th of December, we'll start getting some uh, people in the categories. What, what the hell am I trying to think of, Jenks? Nominating. Yeah, nomina- <laughs> nominations for said categories. Uh, because well, Bailey likes that. Bailey's all in. <laughs> See? So that's the way we're going to do it this week. We're still going to have our normal match of the year for men, women, and overall match of the year, tag team of the year, superstar of the year, both sides, stuff like that. But some random topics that you guys want us to, you know, dive into. Maybe best costume of the year. I don't know. But you know where I'm going with this, right, Jenks? Right. Oh, I do. Uh, Whatever you guys... Whatever your little hearts desire, let's make it happen. Let's. Did you like the egg gimmick? Maybe you want to see the best egg of 2021. Who knows? But is there another egg it? in 2021? I don't know. We have a couple, we have a month we'll, left. We'll lump it in the best gimmick sponsorship type thing. So Red Notice Egg, Pizza Hut Battle Royal, anything you guys want, just let us know, and we'll just talk about it and get some nominees together for it. Yeah, and these are all perfect scenarios where you guys can call in at 814-299-6687. Leave us those on the old voicemail. It is a voicemail. I can then take those voicemails and put them on the show, guys. Or cancrusher69 at gmail.com or any social media. DM them to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'll put them up. Cool, fine, and dandy. We'll do all that. And that's going to make the Crushy Awards this year. Um and if you actually come up with something fucking cool that we use, I'd love to have you on the show then to talk about – we can have – Jenks and I release ours and then have other people come on the show to talk about Match of the Year with us or Superstar of the Year or something like that. That's what I want to do this year. And I'm actually love giving it. you guys a heads up this year comparative to the last two years saying, by the way, this is our awards. Goodbye. So we want you involved. Get your asses in gear and help us out. Please do. I want to hear what everybody's got. And I want to I want to have somebody on the podcast and discuss their match of the year candidates. And so I'm excited for this. Let's see what you guys got. So you guys have about, I don't know, three weeks to get your categories in. And then you'll have two weeks, essentially, to once we get nominations and all that, to... Vote or put your own shit together. We're not going to put it on Facebook and everything because that's way, that's way too much time consuming for me. Social media is kicking my ass right now. So everybody just brings their own winners to the table. That makes it fun. Yep. Agreed. Hanks is like, yep. All right, I, Jake, got I got this. All right. Somebody's got to go outside. Uh, no, she's just being ornery towards the neighbors. So. Oh, she hates the neighbors. Uh, she loves them. She just wants pets. She oh, can't have it. So. Loves. Loves. Yeah. It's a love It's a love bark relationship. Oh. All right. I know Jenks has a podcast to put together. I have a podcast to put together. I have wrestling to watch here in an hour from WrestleCade. So, Jenks, I love you. And we'll talk soon, right? I love you, brother. Yeah, we will talk soon. So, what's up for the week, though, real quick? Uh, the week, uh, tomorrow off, so I'm going to build something for my sister, hopefully tomorrow, and then work. You're not deer hunting tomorrow? Okay. 
No, not happening. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I used to sit on the woods and on a bucket in the woods in the middle of cold winter. Not doing that right now. So <laughs> it's easier to go to Wegmans and buy something to eat. It, it very much is. Just up the road. You doing anything this week? Uh, no, that's it. No, no, no. I, um, just just work. Fair enough. Fair enough. Low key week. Low key week. Watching some wrestling and see what uh hopefully Can't Crush Your Nation brings to us. There we go. Love it. Remember, Jenks, just because I'm trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.